Welcome to the podcast of Encounter Ministries, where your past has no future and your hope is reborn. For more information, go to www.godenc.com. This morning, for the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about a gift. I call it the gift of repentance. That's what it is. It's a gift. It's a gift that God has given us. The text we're going to use this morning is found in the book of John. I'm sorry, the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. It says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way for the Lord, and make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Father, would you just, by your Holy Spirit, guide us into truth here today. Your word, Father. We're depending upon you and your word to change our lives. Amen. Repentance. It almost even sounds like a bad word the way that it's talked about anymore. Repent. You've seen it on posters and billboards. You've heard it barked from pulpits all across America. It almost... Even as a Christian, if you don't understand it, it almost turns you off. Repent. Repent or burn. Such a harsh word. And in reality, it's one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given us. The gift of repentance. The gift, the ability to repent. You know, we've talked a lot about how the thief has come but for to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the ways that he steals from us, we we get the hint of that all the way back when we first see him on the scene in the book of Genesis when he takes something that was bad and he tried to make it look good. And so his method of operation is often to take something that is bad and make it look good or to take something good and to make it look bad. And so even in the, the awakening, this... This word repent isn't spoken of a lot. It almost seems cliche or old school to talk about repentance. And yet reality, if we're not careful, we'll think that somehow we can can establish a relationship with God purely by making a decision. I told Gail Beth when she put a Facebook post on Friday or Saturday, It's like she's been looking at my notes. If we're not careful in this awakening, we'll forget that that no relationship with God starts without repentance. It's the doorway. It's the entrance. It's the the way into God is, is through repentance. And if we're not careful, we'll think that as we journey through life, we'll just add God as some kind of a part of a component of our life. But... But that's not how it works. There must be repentance. The word repent simply means to turn around. To change direction. We, 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 we hear the word repent and we're, we almost recall at it. But, but in actuality, it's God trying to get us to understand that when you need to repent, it's when you're heading in the wrong direction. And nothing will fix that without turning around and coming back from the cliff. 
running faster, carrying him with you, going there as a family. None of that matters if you're headed in the wrong direction. Your sincerity, your desire, your passion, none of that fixes anything if you're headed in the wrong direction. And so he calls out to us to change direction. Repent. Notice what it says here. John is described here as a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Two words stand out. Voice. The Bible says that in the, the, the last days that, that this church that we are a part of would be a church that's blind. They think that they're rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, but they don't understand that they're really poor, miserable, blind, and naked. And I've said before, there's only one thing worse than being blind, and that is to be blind and not know it. And they're a church that's blind. A blind individual can hear, but they can't see. And so John shows up on the scene, and he's encountering a church much like the church that we are a part of, a church that's blind, but at least they can still hear. And he's a voice of one crying in the wilderness. The wilderness is not a good place. The wilderness is a place where there's separation from God. God is not in the wilderness in, 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 in theological terms or theoretical terms. A place of wilderness is a place of separation from God. And I understand we can't go anywhere without running into God, but, but there's a sense that God is gone and the blessings of God aren't there. And in the wilderness, you see, without repentance, that's where we'll all be is in the wilderness. In the wilderness is where you go when you're unwilling to repent. When you don't understand that your actions and your decisions have taken you to the wilderness, a place apart from God. And yet there's a voice that's crying out. Repent. Turn around. It's not a voice of judgment. It's a voice of love that says you're heading in the wrong direction. Turn around. It's a voice that sees you and where you're going when you're in the wilderness. You're just getting farther and farther away from the city, farther away from help. And the voice says, hey, hey, turn around. Repentance means in part to turn around. You you can't keep going that way. Repentance is calling you to come back this direction. You're headed the wrong way. Sometimes we struggle with repenting because we don't know what our life is going to look like after we repent. I was blessed to pray with a man one time. He gave his heart to God. He was a, a Japanese businessman and he was in this country to do business for his business. And, and he gave his life to God at the altar and he instantly knew he couldn't go back to his old lifestyle because he ran a chain of adult bookstores in Japan and he was over here to buy product. So when we got done and he shared with me what God had done in his heart and then he said, I need you to pray for me. And I said, what can I pray for you about? He said, when I accepted Jesus as my Lord, I just became unemployed. I can't do that anymore. You see, we have this idea that we need to know the whole plan that God has for us. 
When God spoke to Abraham, He told him to leave his country. Abraham didn't know where he was going to go, but he knew he couldn't stay there any longer. Repentance is the realization, I can't stay here any longer. There's got to be a change. There's got to be not an incremental change where I make a slight adjustment. There has to be a wholesale change where I completely change direction. Because I, I know too well the enemy. He is a negotiator in levels of misery. He will oftentimes take you so far away from God in the wilderness until you are at the edge of what you can stand. And then he will negotiate with you your level of misery. He will back off. He will get you away from the edge. And you look at your life and you say, it's still not what God wants, but it's not that anymore. You see, he doesn't really matter to him whether you miss heaven by a little bit or a lot. When you're popping candy in your mouth, it doesn't matter how much you missed it by. It ain't in there. And the enemy is always negotiating our levels of misery. And we sometimes think that because we're not as miserable as we used to be, that somehow this is God. But God isn't wanting you to be less miserable than you used to be. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. You see, when it comes to the enemy, I'm a poor negotiator. I understand in negotiations, I've been in business a long time, that there has to be some compromise and, and to go part way. But when it comes to the devil, there is no negotiation. I'm not going to settle for just less misery than what he used to bring me. I won't settle until I have life more abundantly. He cannot buy me off. He cannot negotiate down. It's either I'm enjoying my life and it's full and abundant, or I'm not going to stop negotiating. God has for you. The enemy is a master negotiator. He, he tries to get you to settle for anything less than God's will. The only way to get into God's will sometimes is to make a 180 degree turn. That's repentance. Put that down for just a second, John. Come on up here if you don't mind. If John is headed that direction, listen to me for just a moment. Repentance is a vision thing. John can be close to me but he's headed in the wrong direction. He can't see me. He can hear me, but he can't see me. So at this point, I'm only a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Without vision, my people perish. So the only way John's going to see me is to make a 180 degree turn. Now the vision is different. Now I don't have to just talk to John. He can see me. 
He can follow me. Repentance is a vision thing. You see, we, our vision is only about this much. I think it's 120 degrees is all we can see. But it's that other that God operates him. And, and God has given us the gift of repentance because that's the only way he can get us to turn around. Until we turn around, we don't see him. He's standing there with life and life more abundantly. But if you're not careful, your sins will keep you marching forward deeper into the wilderness. Repentance is a vision thing. You hear a noise behind you and you, you want to turn around, see what it is. That's repentance. The voice of God calling to you. You're better than this. I didn't create you for that. You're only in bondage to that if you believe you're in bondage to that. I have come that you might be free. Don't let them treat you that way. I wouldn't treat you that way. Turn around. You see, repentance is sometimes about where you can't go. What you can't do. Because to do that, to go there, to do that empowers your enemy. Turn around. A change of direction. When you turn around, you see things differently. When you head in that direction, all you're seeing is this 120 degrees. But behind you is all of that that you're not seeing anymore. The voice of one crying in the wilderness is saying, Hey, I know what you see may look like it's working for you, but you're headed the wrong way. And if we're not careful, we will settle with just slowing down our pace. We'll even settle with just stopping. But that doesn't fix it. Without a turning around, there is no remedy to what ails us. They're in the wilderness. They're, they're, they're in the wilderness because they've forgotten their God. They forgot how much God loves them. They're not called to be in the wilderness. They're called to be in His embrace. They're called to know provision. They're called to know faith. They're called to know health. But they refused to turn around, and so they kept going, and now they're in the wrong way. Repentance disrupts and dismantles religion. The new religion today is, is not your grandma and grandpa's religion. The new religion today is just embrace God and let him show you how much he loves you. And like every lit religion, there's a measure of truth to all of that. But without repentance, there is no relationship. Agree with an adversary quickly, Matthew 5.25. Whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the prison. Turn around. Make a change. Refuse to negotiate with the enemy a level of misery. Repent. He not only just talks about repentance, he uses the term baptism of repentance. Baptism. We nibble at baptism. 
repentance. We sip at it. But that's not what he's looking for here. It's a baptism. When you baptize something, man, you put it, when we baptize you here, I, when I give instruction to the people, I say, listen, don't, don't fight us. You know, when we go to lay you down the water, don't fight us for two reasons. Number one, you're going to look silly because your legs are going to be flailing in the air. And secondly, if you fight us and we put you down the water and you don't get covered, I'm going to put you down a second time. You're going under, okay? Because that's what baptism is. It's not a sprinkle. I know there are some churches that believe sprinkling is okay. Listen, if you're a sinner in spots and you trust the priest's aim, that may work for you. But if you're like me, who is a sinner from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I needed to go all the way under the water and wash the whole old man away. I needed all of it gone. And this is a baptism of repentance. You go all the way down inside of it. You live in it. Folks, we ought to be trigger happy with repentance. Because without repentance, you don't see him. Without repentance, life begins to drain out of you. You need to understand what was happening ever since that John the Baptist stood in the river and Jesus came over the hill and John said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. The devil at that moment was enlightened to Jesus' real ministry. And he realized he couldn't let that man get to the altar of God or he's toast. And so he did everything he could. And like a football team that's playing from behind, when Jesus was finally brought before Pontius Pilate, the devil pulled out every trick he knew. He lied and manipulated. He, con he conveyed things. He caused incredible pain to happen to Jesus. They slapped him. They ripped out his beard. You've seen the movie The Passion of the Christ. If there's anything wrong with that movie, it's too mild. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that when they got done beating him, he didn't even look human. What the enemy was trying to do, listen to me for a moment, what the enemy was trying to do was to kill Jesus. But what he didn't understand, that greater is the life that was inside Jesus than anything the enemy could do to his body. And he beat him, and he beat him, and he put the weight of the cross on him and he left him without water and hungered and, and beaten and beaten all the way to the altar of God. And he couldn't kill him. That's why I don't walk around afraid of death. I've got one inside of me who's called life who is greater than all the death out there in the world. But listen to me for a moment. The moment... The moment the mantle of sin got laid on Jesus, he turned his eyes heavenward and said, Father, why have you forsaken me? Shortly gave up the ghost. God himself cannot live in a body that has sin. And so he's given us this beautiful gift 
sin in our life, we come blind. Listen to me for just a moment. This is important. With sin in our life, we become blind and we can't see. We have no idea where we're going. We don't know what's going on. One day I read this scripture where they had blindfolded Jesus and they were smacking him. And saying, prophesy, who hit you? Instantly, God broke my heart. And he said, that's the church today. Stuff happens, and they don't even know what's going on. They don't know if this happened because of the devil or because of my hand. They just don't know. They don't know because they can't see. So he tells them some revelation. I counsel you, buy of me, I have. Something that fixes the blindness. I'm blind to everything that's going on behind me. Right now, I'm blind to you folks. You're all there. You're real. But I'm blind. Maybe you're making faces at the back of my head. I don't know. Probably Jimmy is. But the rest of you, I don't know because I can't see you. I can't see you until I turn around and I find out it is really John making faces behind the back of my head. And that's what repentance does. It changes our entire point of view. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. Years ago, I know I've told this story, but I, I just, the Holy Spirit just keeps prompting in my spirit. I had a young lady, this beautiful young lady I wanted to impress. And, you know, back, this is before I was even a Christian, and and uh, I didn't know how else to impress her except what I used to do. I wrestled in high school, and I was very good. And so, hey, I thought, I'm out of high school now. I'm 23 years old. I should know better. But there was a tournament I could go to. And I wanted this beautiful young lady to see what an awesome wrestler I was. And, and I went to the wrestling match, and I was outweighed by over 50 pounds by the guy, 48 pounds for the guy that I was wrestling. And he had just finished second in the nation in the NCAA tournament. I knew I was in trouble from the get-go. I'm serious. He, yeah, I knew I was in trouble. I thought, great, my, my fortunes just turned. I came out, brought her out here to show her what a good wrestler I was, and she's going to have to take me home and make, let me cry. So I decided right off, I, you know, I'd make a long story short, I decided I'm, I'm going to make this go quick. You know, he looks like a, 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 a strength wrestler, who is methodical and slow, and I'm going to be quick, and maybe I can get some points before he makes me cry. And so that's what I did. I shot for a takedown, and boom, his, next thing I know, he's on his back, and I hear the ref say two. And I say, cool, I'm not going to get shut out. And then I get him in a cradle mode and move, and if you know what that is, that's a really tough hold to get out of. And, man, I locked it up on him, and he's not moving. And the ref is down on the floor, and he's putting his hand there. I go, you gotta be kidding me. I'm gonna I'm gonna pin him. This is incredible. And then and all of a sudden the ref started just tapping me on the shoulder and blowing the whistle. And I'm thinking, I didn't hear you slap the mat, and so I I wouldn't let go. And and he keeps blowing the whistle and I said, slap the mat. He said, No, no, son, stop, stop. And so we got up and and I said, What's wrong? And he goes, The clock didn't start. And they took my five points away. And they made us both stand up and start over. 
he wasn't in a good mood. This, this guy. And he made me cry like a girl before it was over. But you know what repentance does? It does just that. You see, this guy knew what I was going to do. And so I thought, oh man, what am I going to do? What, what, what's he thinking? What's he thinking I'm going to do? Okay, the last thing he expects me to do is to shoot for a takedown right off the bat. That's what I'm going to do. Wrong move. And it went downhill from there. You know what repentance does? It gets us standing back up again. The enemy no longer has control over us. We're looking him eye to eye now. And we know his tricks. Gives you a vision of what's really going on here. Repentance changes your point of view. And we need to be baptized in it. We need to be baptized in it with God. It needs to be quick, folks. Not for his sake, for ours. Repentance, to turn away. We need to be baptized in repentance when it comes to relationships. Want to fix your marriage? Baptize it in repentance. Not in criticism and judgment. Repentance. We spend half as much time repenting as we did figuring out what the other person ain't doing right. You need to get baptized in repentance. It's the scriptures too. You can't even see clearly what to tell them they're doing wrong until you're not doing anything wrong. First get the beam out of your own eye. And you only get to that point if you're baptized in repentance. Needs to be quick, folks. Needs to be fast. If there's any fight in your home, and it's so who gets to repent first? Baptized. Listen. Four-step program. Confession. To God, I did this. Don't blame it on your grandma, your grandpa, the neighbor's dog, the temperature, humidity levels. You did this. How many are with me? Own it. You did this. Confession. I alone, God, have done this. I have sinned. To your spouse or a friend or coworker, dude, that's my fault. Confession, repentance. I'm going to work hard never to do that again. Seeking of forgiveness. Will you forgive me? The granting of forgiveness. I forgive you. At that point, folks, it's over. Your heavenly Father takes what you did and He throws it as far as the east is from the west to be remembered no more. Your eyes are now opened. You can see Him clearly. You have a vision. You understand what's going on. The difference is profound. Imagine if you were up here in the front and you were blindfolded. And I had to, by speaking voice, negotiate you through all these pews to make your way to the back. 
you, by the time you got back there, you would have shins bruised, maybe bloodied. You might have fallen. You'd feel like an idiot. You might trip, step on other people's toes. Could we do it? Maybe. But the better question is, why try? Repentance gets the blindfold off. Now you don't have to go by just what you hear, but you can go by what you see. Repentance is a vision thing. It's a gift from God. God gave you and I the gift of sight. It's a vision thing. You see, sometimes in relationships, things get buggy as I get ready to close. Because we're not baptized in repentance. There's somebody in this room. You keep going to God. You keep going back and back to God. And you get before Him and you don't even know where to start. It's gotten so bad. And so you sit or lay there in frustration. And 20 minutes later you get up and go on with your day because there's just so much ugly and so much wrong and so much you don't understand. That you don't even know where to start. But when you're baptized in repentance, the vision is clear. What happens is, you turn through all that old history. In marriages, marriages sometimes struggle because you, you, you hold things in and nobody will repent and nobody will say, I'm sorry, and you hold it in. And then, then you have the stupidest little argument. Who left these socks here? Who, who moved this? What do you mean, who moved it? What's the matter? I'll tell you why it matters. And next thing you know, the fight gets historical. Because there's, there's a pattern of no repentance. And so you, but what about when you did this? And what about when you did that? And what did you mean? How many know what I'm talking about? Stick your hands up for just a moment. And, and it's just one of those, one after another. And next thing you know, you both walk away and you feel ugly. You feel like somebody's vomited on you. But if we baptize ourselves in repentance, you start that, you start clearing the air, and, 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 and then all of a sudden, when you, when you get to that point, there, there is no need. You just walk through your life, and then when you blow it, when you hurt that person, you're, you're quick because, man, I'd, rather, I'd rather go through life being able to see than have to depend on hearing. You don't think seeing is important? Leave here today? Get in your car? Pull out to the road, close your eyes and roll down the window and try driving home like that. As the, as the young guys, we used to do something stupid. I can't believe we used to do this. It was funny. In the town that we lived in, our town had a town square. We'd go up in the town square on Friday night and one guy would sit over in the passenger seat the other guy would lay down on the floor and run the pedals and do the steering based on what the other guy was saying. Don't try this at home. It looks funny when the people in the cars beside you are looking over and there's nobody driving. Why do you want to go through life like that? Repent. Turn around. Turn around in your relationship with God. 
You say, I'm, I'm in bondage to it. You're only in bondage to it when you quit repenting. Like that wrestling match. That, that ref stood us up, took all of my points away. Now the enemy, now my, my adversary knew exactly where I was coming from. And that's what repentance does for you and I. Keeps standing us back up. Takes all the points the enemy has, has scored against us. Takes them all off the chart. And starts us over again. And you do that enough times, you see his tricks. You know what he's doing. You, you've been down this road. You understand the repentance gives you that vision. You stand to your feet this morning. Never has been, never will be. A revival without repentance. The problem is not with God. The problem has always been with us. And the enemy has been effective at turning our attention on those things that are unimportant. Repentance turns us back around to face God. We don't negotiate the levels of our misery. God came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Repentance is the acknowledging of your sin. They're not, there rarely ever comes an understanding. Well, Pastor, if I do that, what am I going to do for a job? I can't work my job anymore. Pastor, what if I repent? If I, what, what about this relationship? Turn around. God will give you the vision to see clearly where your life needs to go. It's the failure to turn around that is the failure. You turn around when you repent. Everything changes. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways. Then, notice that everything up until then did not elicit any kind of response from God. Nothing. There will never be a revival based on, based on humility. There will never be a revival based on prayer. There will never be a revival based on worship. It's not until we turn that God hears from heaven. It, Forgives our sins and heals our land. God's looking for a people who will turn. And you need to turn. This is not a corporate thing. This is an individual thing. You don't need to know where you're going. You need to know that you can't stay where you are. And so you turn. And you allow God to do something in your life. Do not simply negotiate your level of misery. Don't stop with God until you're bubbling over with life. I want the church leaders, if you would, to come up here and stand. All that would. Listen, if you're here this morning, repentance is a personal thing. You feel free to find some place around the altar. You have any kind of a need this morning as they get something playing for me. 
you got any kind of a need this morning in your life, you need God to deliver you, you need healing, you just need strength, maybe you need a financial miracle, I want you to come and stand in front of somebody and, and let some of the leaders to pray for you. And as they're coming, if you need to find a place to pray, repentance, I, I believe, is a very personal thing. Find that place. Come on, you can come now. You have any kind of... Thank you for listening to our podcast today. For more information, go to www.godenc.com. Thank you.